busted because he got down turbo. Yeah. Uh, there's an HRE wheel face. Let's see. Oh, that's a Lancer Evo 3 carbon wing. Evo 8. Evo 8. 03 Evo 8 or something. Yeah, 03 Evo 8. Because it was um, clear coat. Under, yeah, it, it, had a t- it has the tiniest amount of clear coat pill. And like it was done under warranty. It's like a $1,200 spoiler. And it's cool because it's all carbon. What do you do with it? No idea. Uh, I was using it for a shelf on a yeah. thing for a while. Brembo. Oh, yeah, the Brembos are from... Yeah. Really? Yep, see them? Yeah. That's okay. not from brake fluid. Yeah, yeah. It's well, from heat. Brake fluid shouldn't... Well, if it's... Uh, I was surprised, actually, because uh, brake fluid does... Uh, with powder coat, it's got uh, a porous consistency. Well, those are powder coat. Those are painted. Yeah, whatever they are, painted from factory. Oh, okay. People do refurbish them, clear coat them. Um, but those are Evo 10 rears. Oh, are they? Yeah. I think they're, the part numbers were different. I don't know why they're different. Huh. There's something slightly different about them. Well, they're bigger than the Evo 8 rears. Maybe they slightly. Look like, they look like Evo 8 fronts almost. Well, other than Water being piston? single piston. So they're piston, they're dual piston, but they're... Size-wise. Yeah. They're Maybe they're slightly... They might have been slightly bigger. The rotors might have been slightly bigger. I forget. There's like a Cusco STI brace. I don't know much about Mitsubishi, so I'm sorry. That's all right. We're trying to not be an all Mitsubishi podcast. It's cool. No, that's fine. That's why we have non-Mitsubishi fun all the time. <laughs> we also dip into a Zuzu. Yeah. So if you want headphones, you can hear yourself. You don't have to... Right now? Yep. Yep. And you kind of talk just like right about here. Right to the center of it. Yeah. It picks it up. It's, it doesn't really pick up much over here. You want to adjust it so it's right in front yeah, of your face. Yeah, you can go can do that. forward or back. Hello. There you Welcome go. Welcome to... Uh, there you go. Oh, that was a pretty good NPR voice. <laughs> that was. So we are recording. I had that going. Oh, excellent. So that <laughs> yeah, took a little bit of that off. Yeah. We were just wandering around the room. That's right. Yeah, we're just talking about the auto off topic studio. Yes, because we have a guest tonight. That's right. So we before do. we introduce the guest, oh, what episode are we at? 73. Did we talk about topic. that already because you were talking about... Oh, never mind. Nope. Good. We weren't recording it then. Nope. You snuck a recording. I did. So that's... Uh, I am Andrew. I am Brad. And we have our guest, Jim Fairquist, tonight? Close. Is that Fagerquist? Fagerquist? Fagerquist. Yes. All right. Um, you should call me Jim. 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 It's fine. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, Mr. Fagerquist. We will not be calling you that this evening. <laughs> yes. No, wait. Uh, the music gets put in afterwards? Yes. The okay. music is put in post. Waiting for that to know that when... Nope. No, there's no, uh, there's no live band in the Auto Hot Topic podcast. Not yet. Oh, we have discussed having them in and doing that show, that song. But that'd be That's right. We probably actually go to um, them with our I, It's probably easier us. that way. And yeah. then, and then uh, talk to our, our friend Jay, who's in the band, who yeah. knows all about audio and probably really good at hooking it up. And Also and, knows nothing about cars. No, but the lead singer does. Yes. So, Which is why the name of the band is Z28. Yes. Again, if you like our intro and our exit music... Yeah. Just intro or exit two, I forget. Yes. Okay, intro and exit music. The band the same song, I split it. Z28, uh, just like the car, and you can find the music on Bandcamp. Yes, and that so. track is Z28. Yes, title track. Yep. But definitely look them up. They have some cool stuff. So it's the... Actually, they're playing Saturday, if you want to go. Oh, that's right. Yeah. They're, where they're playing... Playing at Koto. Koto in Salem, Mass. Salem, Massachusetts. So if you're local and you like the band, definitely go check them out down there this Saturday. Which, what is today? The 7th? So today's the 7th. The 10th. So February 10th. 10th at 9 o'clock. Yep. Uh, but it snowed today. 
It did. Super fun. I bet nobody that listens is we're surprised because they're always complaining about the weather. Out of winter yet. Yeah, that's every episode. Are we out of winter yet? No. Negative. What did the uh, Groundhog Day? There is talk of escaping the winter for a weekend. Potentially. Potentially. We'll see. Well, I definitely am. Yeah. In March. So, or is it March? It's March. Yeah. Anyway, there'll be more auto off topic race coverage in March. All right. Um, Teaser. Teaser moment. So, Jim, we we're supposed to have you on last week. That is I guess true. I guess we'll just get right into that. Yeah, because that's a pretty fun story. It's a pretty New England story. Actually, <laughs> it's a very auto off topic type story. It's a very New England auto. It involves um, salt, salt, old cars, jeeps, and rust, and rust. Yes, yes, and aluminum, and eBay parts, and oh, sorry. <clears throat> Yes. But when you when you bounce around like this, the sound goes a little yeah. place. So you got to kind of. Sorry. That's all right. Nobody's a nobody's a radio pro here. By the way, I like how you guys maintain eye contact <laughs> with each other while you're talking. Don't, yeah, you, don't you give to, out the secret. You have to, you have to, if you notice that when I'm talking to you, I maintain eye contact with you. Yeah, you that's, have to, that's you have to shift eyes. It's a little bit of a visual cue, so we don't talk over each other as much as we used to. Got you, got you. Because we have had comments about talking over one another, so we do try not to talk over one another. We fail miserably. It's harder when you have uh, people remote on the phone. Yes. Because yeah. you can't see them. But for the most part, when we can do in-studio guests, it's it's easier. So, yes, I was um, supposed to come in last week and uh, got a small surprise when uh, my Jeep 2002 Wrangler had a massive hole in the radiator caused by New England salt weather. And uh, also the rusty frame that I think bent enough to stop the fan from actually turning and um, caused the car to overheat severely. So, but then my favorite part of the story is the frame was so bent you couldn't <laughs> open the hood yes. of the Jeep. <laughs> I think what was keeping the um, Jeep together was actually the hood latches, which are rubber, yes. <laughs> which were out of alignment by about maybe three quarters of an inch to an inch. Um, so they're overstretched right now. However, after welding, two days of welding, um, I have fixed the Jeep frame so that I can at least open it and put more antifreeze in every... As you need it. Yeah. yeah. Well, <clears throat> every day. So so we should probably get a radiator. We are. We, oh, okay. we have a radiator on order, and we're going to okay, be doing good. a uh, stock replacement as opposed to the shiny aluminum one, which uh, I bought, which didn't take the New England salt very well. Oh, is that what was in it? It was an aluminum one. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> because so corroded and... Right. Because when I was fixing the Jeep in the first place, I took all the body mount um, bolts out, and I jacked up half the car so that I could uh, pour 15 it mm -hmm. and finish it off. And when I did that, I didn't realize that the radiator is on the body, the engine is on the frame. When you jack up half the car and you run it, the fan stops. Correct. Oh, it overheats. Yes. So I'm under it. I hear the check gauges. Ding. Ding. Yep. <laughs> and luckily, I was like, what is that noise? And I go to the uh, <clears throat> the dash, and I see it, and I was like, check gauges. What's happening? And then I put my head out, and boom, the original radiator blew up. So, so this is, this is the, the, one that re the one that is bad now is a replacement radiator. Already. Yes. Okay. Well, it's a 2002. It's been around you it know, has, so a few years. 
210,000. Is it the straight six? It is a straight six, 4.0. And a five-speed. And a five-speed. That's of the only way. That's a requirement. So to, other be, than to, to be an auto off-topic guest, if you have a Jeep, <laughs> it must be a five-speed. You have to know how to drive stick. Oh, I mean, that's, that's not, that goes without saying, but... You know, we do have we do own some automatic vehicles. Yeah, both my Montero's automatics. And my my pickup truck's automatic. It's okay. It's, is it? It is okay. It's good for towing. It's very hard to find a diesel manual transmission. They only made those for so many. Years. I don't think you could have got a loaded one. I think it's a very like stripped out option package. And then I think they stopped it after like '08 or something. I have no idea, but I could either have you know a truck that was comfortable with carpet and have an automatic. I think you can still get a, a Dodge with a manual. Possibly, I don't know. Yeah. But regardless, I couldn't get what I wanted with a manual, so gotcha, my, gotcha. Truck, my pickup truck is an automatic. As long as you have one manual in your yeah, I collection, I got, which I, I got know that. your collection has many. I got that covered. <laughs> you have several. Yeah, several manuals. Several, several automatics, too, unfortunately, but it's a good combination. Uh, Ollie is begging for attention already. Ollie you is, already yes. finished the peanut butter thing? Yeah, not, I threw it. That's not good. I didn't have it frozen for very long, so he went right through it. That's all right. Oh, we're going to hear Ollie a few times tonight. I think he's been a little restless, but that's all right. Um, so, yeah, so New England weather ruined your car. Um, so anybody who's listening to this that doesn't live in New England, the stories are real. That is a real-life experience. He is a one-week-late podcast guest because of New England weather. Yes. yes. Salt sucks. Salt ruining his car. Yeah, it does suck. Ruins everything. Yeah, ruins life. Can we say suck? Yeah, okay. we can say anything. You can say fuck if you want. It's okay, as long <laughs> yeah. as we don't overuse it. Okay. The... Uh, I mean, it's funny because you say it's a 2002 Jeep. That doesn't seem that old. <laughs> but in it's reality, it's 60 so years old. It is. Yeah. It's so old. That's an old car. But then when I think of that, I think of, well, it's newer than my other car, which is the 91 Miata. So. This is true, but you don't drive that in the wintertime. No, I did for five years. Not oh, that you? particular one. The, oh, the previous car? <clears throat> the red one, which was an automatic. But <clears throat> we won't go there. That's a that's a big sin. <laughs> so the only car that's worse than an automatic than a Jeep might be a Miata. Yes, it is. It's horrible. I won't question it. Uh, I, I didn't know you when you owned that car. Good. I did actually donate it to a 16-year-old who was looking to buy a Miata, and uh, I gave it to him, and uh, he's fixing it up now. Okay, good. So Is he putting a manual on it? Don't know. He may. All right, good. He's probably V8 swapping it. That would be nice. Stancing it. Whatever. <laughs> going drifting. That's what sixteen year olds do. I mean, I don't hate a Lord Miata. It is what it is. No, it's fine. It's not my car, I don't care. Not in New England. Too many oil pans. That's any destroyed. car in New England. That's stock height cars in New England. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Anyway, so what are we gonna go on to what do we have, Andrew, for uh, housekeeping here before we get into our our guest topics for the evening? I was saving it for another episode. We can just get right into talking to our guests. Am I on the wrong? So we don't waste time. Oh, well, I am actually on the wrong note page. That's right. So I just realized all the notes I was reading were from last week. We already talked about that stuff. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll start with the easiest question is, how did you get into cars? And where did it all start? That's for you. Yeah. They already right know how now, you got it. If I say I got into cars, um, let's see. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm not used to this microphone. No, uh, that's okay. My first first cars was um, Volkswagens. So we were happened to be driving along and saw two Volkswagen Scirocco's for sale. 
and I love the shape. Um, Who doesn't? Yeah. I mean, it just, I didn't know anything about them or um, that they would look like a, a Audi Quattro, um, I think. But just yeah, similar lines. Yeah. And even the, um, was it Isuzu Eclipse? Wasn't nope, it? Mitsubishi's no, Eclipse. Uh, Isuzu Impulse. Impulse. Yes, yes. So that was funny. I actually um, looked at an Impulse and was going to buy it. And by the time I got home after 100 miles uh, drive, uh, apparently it was sold by the time I got home to call and, and get Say it. Say you wanted it, yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> the Scirocco, which was uh, a 79 with a busted-up front end. That 79 is a rare car now. Yes. And an 80 uh, Scirocco S in orange. Um and I want to say it was probably like 400 bucks for both of them. <clears throat> and um, If you don't want to date yourself, you don't have to. But what year would this have been about for 400 bucks for a pair of Chiracos? Like 1940? Yeah. yeah. It was, pretty, <laughs> it was um, I'm going to say 86, 85. Okay, so they weren't even that old. No. No. <laughs> yes, that is correct. They weren't even that old. Um we started to use the 80 right away, which was great. Um, but I loved the little four-speed in the 79. And it was gold, and it had the factory front spoiler, which is like a Komi or something. Kamai. Kamai. Yeah. Um, it just looked looked really good. And I think that's where I fell in love with sort of... Uh, quad headlight car? Is that quad headlight, yes. Yeah. Round. <clears throat> yep. And... Um, it had a plaid tan interior, which, Ooh. again, gorgeous. Yeah, that sounds like an awesome combination. What color was the exterior? Gold. Oh, Factory awesome. gold. Awesome. Um, and it was absolutely delicious to drive. Um, again, staying in the four to 5,000 RPM range as you're going on the highway. and Those were eight-valve cars, right? Not 16-valve cars? Eight-valves, yeah. Yeah, 16-valve Scirocco's didn't come out until later. Right, It's funny that you were cross-shopping Scirocco's and uh, Impulse's. Because they're both designed by the same guy. I know. Yeah. They, they're both... Um, oh, that's why they look the same. Jajario. Uh, they're both... Uh, Giorgetto Gior- Jajario. I don't know if I'm going to really pronounce the issue of his name, but he designed both those cars. Well, if you want something that look nice, you go to the Italians. Yeah. Not necessarily run well, but if you want it to look nice. Well, yes. that's the... Comp- right, the the Chiraco is an Italian-designed car with quality German engineering. German engineering. So that's a good car. So I... Um, I had to fix up the 79, so <clears throat> I ended up, uh, this is before Craigslist. This is before the internet. Yeah. I think it was the classified in the Telegram Gazette in Worcester, and there was a 78, which I believe I bought, I'm almost positive I bought for 50 bucks. It might have been 60 bucks. That didn't run at the time. And um, it had a good nose, though, and I needed to cut off the nose of that to put on the 79. Mm-hmm. And um, that's another story, but we ended up trying to push that car from Worcester with my 80 Scirocco and my friend (laughs) driving it through Worcester, maybe about 15 miles to my home in Charlton. Got halfway there when a cop came the other way, turned around and stopped us. And what the hell are you doing? Yes. Threatened to give us a ticket. Can't have an unregistered, uninsured car. What are you guys doing? Well, you were driving it. It's fine. But pushing it through downtown Worcester was, was epic. Foolish, but epic. Yeah, that's a good story now. So 
Mom and dad were probably thrilled. Mom then. and dad didn't even know. Oh, okay. Um, so we did have that um, the repairs done, and I did uh, within a few months have a a working gold seventy nine, which cool. I absolutely loved. Um, again, I think that gave me sort of that love of that that uh, small four cylinder, that mm-hmm. that high revving, which I love with which, the Miata, which well. also wasn't common at the time to be a four-cylinder guy Mm-mm. right i know around here it was a lot of still in the 80s a lot of v8 drag race guys right right so, everybody would have the older uh well i mean you could still buy a 70 camaro for pennies at that point it wasn't but if you're into imports you're going to be into volkswagens yeah most likely That's yeah right. yeah well it's funny when you started your story about saying you started with volkswagens i immediately thought that you were going to say i started with a beetle because that's usually the, the volkswagen starting story but Funny you should say that. <laughs> I started with a Beetle. Oh, okay. Now that you mention it, this was before I could drive. Okay. My grandmother uh, gave me a, I'm going to say orange because I don't know the year, Beetle. That was hers. And uh, I think I might have been 12 at the time. And we had enough land in the back. To cruise around with it. Cruised around. I actually would drive that thing around in the same direction so much that the wheels actually were permanently <laughs> angled <over>. yes, <laughs> in one direction. Um, <clears throat> but that was how I first learned to uh, drive a stick. That's cool. Um, I don't know if that really made me love Volkswagens as much because I think it was more the shape of the Scirocco mm-hmm. and the ability to, I guess, like be able to touch the passenger window from the driver's yeah, seat. Small just car. small little yeah. car. Um, but then again, the... the uh, Azuzu was also kind of that same, almost. It's a bigger car. And a little newer styling, like it, yep, a little more rounded. Yeah, because it, it, it came later. Actually, I think the that car came out in eighty two. Which car? The Azuzu Impulse. I don't I think know. Eighty two. I don't know about the Azuzu. I will fact check myself. I'm as, sure as somebody we, will call uh, in with uh, the right <laughs> answer. Yes, uh, Impulse actually came out as the Piazza overseas in '81, and then came out here in '82 as as, as the Impulse. I <laughs> would not have bought it if it was called a Piazza. Yes, you would have. It's almost pizza. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> the car name doesn't have much to do Isuzu with buying pizza. the car. I don't, I don't know. Scirocco, which stands for wind, warm wind yeah. coming out of the desert or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like that. At the time, all of Volkswagen's cars had. Um, weather and wind-related names. Oh, the golf? Yeah, it's the, a golf wind. It's not golf like golf. Rabbit? Well, rabbit, well, all of Volkswagen's home market cars. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, um, gotcha. They changed the name of the golf here to the rabbit for some copyright thing, I think. I don't exactly remember what it was. There's a, there's a story behind that, which oh, is really? a story we should look into, but I forget exactly what the reasoning was. But they call, they call it the rabbit here for some legal reasons, I'm pretty sure. Somebody probably already had it copyrighted, yeah. For Kinda something like the, else, yeah. Like a 356 was a Continental at first. Correct. And, and then the 911 was called 901 at first. Yeah. So they couldn't, obviously, couldn't sell a car called the Continental because Lincoln had the... Continental. Yep. Yeah. And, the nine, no. and the 901 was owned by... Peugeot. Peugeot owned any cars with three numbers with a zero in the middle. Yeah. Really? That was Peugeot's copyright. So the 901 couldn't exist, which is why they just changed it to the 911. That's... Anyway, <laughs> so before you had a car, yes. Before you had a Beetle, I walked at twelve. Yes, yes, you walked. Were you into cars at all? Did you build model cars as a kid? Collect Hot Wheels cars as a kid? Do any of that kind of stuff, or was it just kind of a casual? Didn't really care. Probably had Hot Wheels cars as a kid, but weren't like obsessed with cars. Just kind of right. <clears throat> there was, 
Hot Wheel cars as a kid didn't, well, there was a TV show, again, not to show my age, but it was... You already have. It's okay. You were driving 87. Chips. <laughs> <laughs> um, and Chips had a lot of um, cars and car chases. Car and, wrecks. Yes. <laughs> car wrecks. Exactly. So, in order to replicate what you saw on TV, you would take your Hot Wheels cars and you would set their wheels on fire because that made it look authentic. Wrecked. Wrecked, yes, yeah. and hammers. And so you'd have an accident just like in chips. However, that also destroyed the value of all of your Hot Wheel cars. Also the playability of them. Yes, yeah. yes, without once, wheels. Once, once, once you've burned the wheels off, your Hot Wheels car is now a paperweight. But yeah. it's funny that you mentioned chips because it was on in syndication when I was a kid. Oh, yeah, so I, watched I would watch it all the time. time. <laughs> I think, honestly, I think that chips is what drew me to most of the compact cars of the 70s and 80s. Now, have you seen some of the repeats? Because I love watching some of those well, old it. Ones. It, was, it was on all the time. When I get home from school, it was on, like, USA or TNT or something in, you know, just reruns. And I used to watch it all the time. And that's, like I said, they were people, they were pulling over Dodge Colts, and they were pulling over Volkswagen Rabbits, and they are pulling all the, all the cars that I love today yeah. were the cars that, you know, Ponch and John would pull over on the regular. And when they're just so. driving down the street and you see all those cars just on the side. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh Datsuns and Toyotas and all these weird 70s cars that just d- didn't exist around here all by the time California. I was old enough to notice. The one that sticks out in my mind is the episode where the, fi- was it the Firebird catches on fire? The Gold Firebird. And then he buys it and restores yeah. it. Like, yeah. that's I, over, like, several episodes. I do remember that, yes. Yes, I also distinctly remember a blue Dodge Colt getting pulled over, and it being like some attractive blonde woman that he said, you know, that Poncherello winds up taking out to dinner or something. <laughs> um, but I remember she was driving a blue like '74 Colt carousel with the white final top, and that car always stuck with me for some reason. And you know, I got into Mitsubishi's via the Talon, and then obviously went back from there. But as I got more and more into the stuff, that memory kind of came back, and I actually looked into it and. Hmm. I was like, oh, yeah, that is the car. I remember this. For some reason, I remembered it, and it existed. So That's awesome. Stupid television show. Yeah. Stupid television. So that ruined a lot of my collection as a child. But <clears throat> I remembered all of the cars, and I remember, um, I'm going to say, Albert Salonis, who used to have all of these beautiful Hot Wheels that he would bring and we would play with at recess and thinking, so he was a friend of yours, a friend of mine. Yes. Thinking back now of all those Spectra Flame cars, they were all like 1969, 1970, 1971 cars that are worth hundreds of dollars now that we would just be playing with on the. So the reason that they're worth hundreds of dollars is because kids like you destroyed them all anyway. Yes, exactly. So now you have just alluded to your current collection of Hot Wheels cars by knowing about Spectre Flame and Red Lines and the yes. era of Hot Wheels cars. But we'll get to that in a minute once we finish up your childhood history of cars. But uh, yeah, after the Scirocco. After the Did you have anything else? I had seven Scirocco's altogether. Whoa. Um, all Mark 1s? All Mark 1s. Um, well, it would be Mark 1 was the, the round headlights. Mark 2 would be the... Square headlights, but before the 16 valve. So I think they sold the Mark II 8-valve and 16-valve at the same time. They did. They might have been early ones that was only 8-valve, but then later years they had 8-valve and 16-valve cars. I'm pretty sure. Now, I remember 87 stuck out to me because my cousin bought a brand-new black 16-valve. I know, 87 valve. would have been the first year of the body kit. 16-valve, yeah, and yeah. that was sweet. Um, and I had always wanted to get that body kit and put it on 
one of the older ones just to kind of because I like the at the, the time one. I can see that being cool. Now I would lambaste you terribly for doing yes, that. Yes, I'd I'd probably just want to get the sixteen valve uh, to begin with, and then you know that was still the Scirocco shape. And then it went to Corrado, and I was like, eh, and they kind of lost it. And then even the new Scirocco that came out of yes. what like five years ago, it's just <clears> probably more than that now, but it's, it's <clears> not. It's just like a squash golf now, doesn't yeah, it? Look, it's, which actually, I guess the original Shrocko kind of looked like a squash golf if you come down to it. But so it was the same. Yeah, it was the same chassis. Yes, different, A1. S- different seat, lower because you sat a lot lower in the Shrocko mm-hmm. than you did a GTI because GTI seemed to be upright <clears throat> and actually ran into uh, to circle around Volkswagen-y. Um in college. A friend of mine. Uh, actually had an 84 GTI from Brattleboro, Vermont, and he had tricked that out with crazy suspension mods. And that kind of was, again, driving that compared to the Scirocco. It was always like, well, it's more the, they handled very similarly, but how you sat in the cockpit was different. Than the feels Scirocco. less sporty. Yeah. The Scirocco it, feels more special. There's no question. I've driven both cars, and I, I agree. The Scirocco feels more like you're in a... Probably proper sports car. like sitting in my Talon and then sitting in the Glot. It's very similar, actually. Same yeah. drivetrain, yep. Like same idea, but different totally different altogether. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, in the Talon you sit behind that dashboard and that deep and you sit center on the console, floor. and you sit on the floor, and it's almost like you're in your own little like cocoon. Exactly. Yeah. yeah whereas the Glot is a you sit upright, sedan in a sedan. Yeah. yeah. Drives the same but different. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I I totally get that. And, and having driven both Talons and um, Galants and Shirakos and Golfs. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I, I can see that comparison being true. I guess it'd be like saying, you know, like a, a Camaro SS versus the Pontiac GTO in the 2000s. Yeah. Not the same thing. It was the two-door sports coupe versus, well, they both two-door sports coupes, but two sports car versus a two-door sports coupe. So it's I've different, never, but I've same but different. driven a Shiraco or a... Have early, you driven any A1? GTI. No. No? Have driven any, Mark II? Any Volkswagens? Just the Mark III. And a Mark IV. And a Mark IV, yeah. What Mark III did you drive? I don't remember. Maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I, well, I had a Mark IV for years, so you drove by Mark IV. That's definitely that. that, but maybe at the dealership I probably drove a Mark III or something. No. But definitely nothing older than that. I don't. Uh, I have driven a Mark III, but a Cabrio. I've driven all f- the first four generations I've driven, five generations I've driven. So hmm. Noth- There's nothing like a first and second generation Golf. They're far superior cars as far as fun to drive over. The later model ones. Yes. I did like my Mark IV Golf, but it wasn't as exciting. Now, see, that's interesting because there's certain, not nostalgia, but there's smells. Like you just reminded me of the Beetle, and I guess they have the horse Gasoline hair. smell? Yeah. <laughs> they have the, well, they, have, they had a, um, I'm going to say whatever they used for their seats. It was okay. kind of like a natural rattan or some sort of. And it had a certain smell to it, so when you open the door and it was warm outside, mm-hmm. it would have that sort of beetle smell. And yeah. Scirocco has a similar had a similar uh, smell to it as Did well. It. That was always nice to sort of reminisce about. And so I would, when you say you know Mark One, Mark Two, it would be oh get into that, and then it's just like, well, we have a Mark Two you can sit in right now. It doesn't smell anything like it's supposed to though. Oh, so <laughs> there's no interior. There's no interior. Oh, right. It was painted with house paint. So. Oh, this is the uh, rally car. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and actually, unfortunately, the one that I owned was a Mark IV, which 
Uh, those had a, those definitely had a smell to them. Fa- famously smell like been melted crayons. Like yeah. Brad. <laughs> well, I mean, ultimately, no, at the definitely. end of the day, it smelled like Brad, but. My Subaru has that, too. If you get in a GD body Subaru. You can tell. It you can tell. Like a Subaru. Yeah, yeah. For whatever reason, the plastics that they use. Yeah, every car has a distinct smell. You get in a, a Volvo. They smell like Volvos. And oh, yeah. The, there's something with the leather in a Volvo. Yeah. They have a really? very almost. Yeah. An almost like a mild tannery smell to them. You can smell yeah. like the leather conditioning products. Yeah. And it stays with the car forever. Yeah. It's weird. It's almost it's almost sharp the smell of a Volvo like it's it really gets to your nose. This is a really nerdy discussion about the <laughs> no, smell but of the car interior. They do. It's very true. It's the way they really do. Is. The way the plastics are made. Unfortunately, a lot of the old cars, just carbureted cars, now just smell like gasoline. Yes. They're old, yes. but that's mm-hmm. that's just the passage of time, I guess, has yes. permeated the gas smell permanently into the car. But it is what it is. Yeah. So the Volkswagens, I the Scirocco's, I ended up getting out of <clears throat> because of. Uh, some inherent issues with them. I did most of the suspension. At, at that point, they were getting old. They were getting yeah. old, but but there was, I guess, a design flaw where the front windshield would leak directly onto the fuse box, which was over by your uh, left foot. That's a pretty big design flaw. Was yeah, the windshield leaking, or oh, like a sunroof drain. <clears throat> I think it's the windshield okay. leaking. Um, it would just cause gremlins that mm-hmm. uh, were hard to kind of track down, and it got to be a little bit too much. But I mean, I enjoyed. As I do now with the Jeep and with the the ninety one Miata, just uh, the less uh, complicated computer. Yeah, the overall simplicity of right. the car. So it's kind of like Legos for big people. You know, you can take pieces off, put pieces back on. Hey, it still works. That's kind of the ethos of the whole auto off topic thing. Is simplicity is good. You know, it's be right. like be like we like simple cars. Even mm. your even your newer cars are fairly simple. You know, you don't have. A fancy new luxury car, you know. No, like even your wife's new car is a pretty straightforward car with a manual transmission. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. not anything. Yeah, it's a more complicated computer. Yeah, that's a new car. The only but complicated would be the, the CAN bus stuff, but yeah, that's... but it's compared to most new cars, that car is pretty simple. Yeah, so we definitely prefer the simple cars around here, which is how we know you because we know each other through simple cars. Simple, so. simple cars. Mm-hmm. Simple cars for simple folk. <laughs> that should be our new podcast logo. Simple cars, <laughs> simple for, cars simple for simple folk. <laughs> But yeah, we're, we're very we're very into that. Yeah, so. actually, we had that's uh, our other guest Ken with the Volkswagens. Mm-hmm. That's how we met him. We met him same, in the same place. He mentioned same place. I'm yeah. gonna borrow your whiskey here, Brad. You borrow my whiskey? Well, you didn't drink it yet. I'm done mine, so that's fine. <laughs> I, I have beer as well, so I don't need whiskey yeah. as well. You can definitely drink my whiskey. Plus, there's a whole bottle of it upstairs. I actually there's really a couple bottles. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we're uh, we're we're drinking. What, what what are we drinking tonight, Andrew? It's the Belvini uh, double cask. Uh, double cask. Okay, so I don't know much about that. Uh, 14? Fourteen year. Uh, I think half of it is aged in whiskey barrels, and then the other half is in Shh. rum. Yeah, rum barrels. Rum barrels. Hmm. So take your half and half. So it picks up a little rum flavor. I'm sure. Some people like it. Some people Actually, don't. I've had it I before. like it. I like it. Though. Yeah, I like beer aged in rum barrels. So yeah, <laughs> whiskey would probably be good too. I like beer aged in my fridge. <laughs> yeah, oh, that too, but. So after the Scirocco's, did it go right Are there to any sporty cars in between that and Miata's, or is it kind of just a... Go right to Miata's? That was all sporty cars. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, I was saying any, any, any sporty cars in between <clears throat> the Scirocco's and the Miata's. Oh, oh, oh. Um, or is that just more like the, you know, Jim well, becoming an there, adult part of life? Well, there was this gorgeous uh, maroon uh, Dodge Caravan 
because... Like uh, I said, the gym becoming an adult because, part of life. Yes. Because I became an adult and I started to have kids. Uh, are we talking 80s caravan or are we talking 90s rounded caravan? 90s rounded caravan, which right, I... We can move know, on then. <laughs> which I actually like. There, there are certain things to a caravan, well, to minivans in general, which I enjoyed because, again, it is a lot of room. Mm-hmm. There's space to move around, space to move things. Oh, it, yeah. There's, no, there's nice. no denying the utility of a minivan. That's why they have sold millions and millions of them over millions, the years. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And we actually like minivans as well. We just like weird like weird minivans like Mitsubishi Delicas and it, Volkswagen Vanigans. Yes. We I could really care less about a, yeah, a Dodge. A Dodge minivan gotcha, gotcha, from gotcha. the Dodge? Dodge. So um, after a series of um, <clears throat> four minivans over the years... Um, Kids got older. You didn't even need anymore. Yeah. No. Um, then I got into um, the Miatas, I think, in 2005, um, which so was... that's not long before we met you then, actually. Right. That was um, a co-worker had the automatic that I was telling you about. Mm-hmm. And he had bought it new, and he was moving down south and said, hey, I'll... Didn't want to take his Miata with him down south? That's no. a weird thing to not take with you. Well, he had just yeah. bought a Volvo uh, C70, which is the convertible Okay. the power hardtop and yep. uh he kind of fell in love with that and, and didn't i mean i guess if you're driving an automatic miata you're not in it for the yes yes he was it was not um it was now again the caveat is it's still handled like a miata so the handling yes. part which is again addictive um was great and the fact that you could drink a coffee while you were driving was also a nice I'm glad you said coffee and not whiskey. Yes, no. Because we'd have to, we'd have to edit that out of the podcast. And um, <laughs> so that was good. And the the price was, at the time, I thought reasonable. So I think it was maybe just a tick over ninety thousand miles uh, with a hardtop for twenty five hundred dollars. That's always been a good price for a Miata. Yes. So I can't, I can't imagine a time when that was that's. Today, that's bottom dollar for a 90,000-mile car with a hardtop. Right. So but not the automatic. Automatic, you could probably... With a hardtop? Right. Well, Less, less than 100,000 miles? I bet it's still a $2,500 car. At, at, in two, 2018, I bet I bet you can't really find a Miata, a first-gen Miata of any year with less than 100,000 miles and a hardtop for less than 500 bucks. We're going to get back to that because... Other than the one you did find. I did find one, yes. <laughs> if, if you were to go out looking for... Right. You wouldn't find it. Right. It's one of those cars just, that just kind of you, you just, stumble upon. If you just happen to be looking at Craigslist. Uh, Daily? You, you will, yeah. Yes. You'll eventually come across a. Well, that's how I got into the. $140 hardtop, and you will also come across a beautiful condition Miata, Special Edition 91, with a hardtop for $500. But we can get back to that later. So now, the, now I'm jealous again. So the. Oh, my dad paid for his too, though. What do you pay? He'd be like a grand or something, something crazy like long. Really? Like With a hard yeah. top? No hard top, no. no. Same car, though. Same car. Yeah. Minus yeah. the hard top. Hard top is choice, though, especially when you get it. It is. And it's funny because she had a hard top. And she had advertised the car initially with the hard top. And somebody came down and paid her almost asking price of the car just for the, just for top. the top. So then she had just the car to sell. So she's happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um,. Yeah, I had that uh, the red one for a number of years, and I actually ran that I think five years with uh, all year round. Mm-hmm. And which me out of the winter is fun. It is automatic it, or not, as long as you have uh, less than eight inches of snow and 
dedicated snow tires. Rear wheel drive Miata in New England winter. Awesome. Yeah, in, we, we definitely preach the snow tires around here. Yes. So up until I got hit by a uh, a car when the snow banks were over six feet high. Because he couldn't see the Miata pulling out. Because he couldn't see the Miata driving down the road. Yep. And he just pulled out. Um, and I think I got, uh, I don't know, close to $2,000 from the insurance company that never went back into the Miata, went into my pocket. But that was always sort of uh, the car that I was going to fix over time. Uh Five years, I think, 2010, I ended up with my first... Uh, BRG? Yeah, British Racing Green, yeah. which was finally a five-speed, and then I learned how much better the five-speed is than the automatic. Significantly. Significantly, yeah. especially when we're talking about the 1.6 engine. Yeah. Um, and then I just absolutely fell in love with just the whole... Um, color the interior because it has the tan leather interior and the tan top right it's a pretty car it is a pretty car and then uh again what you learn from doing the suspension and the brakes and everything uh on the automatic you take that with you and now you have a a better uh better understanding about what you can do um and what was always attractive to me out is is that uh the aftermarket is fairly inexpensive and huge Huge, yeah. a lot of support, um, and I've come to learn that there's a lot of support even uh, globally because there are quite a few, uh, obviously from Japan, mm-hmm. um, lots of just extra stuff that wasn't around here. But you can you still build get a million dollar Miata if you try. Dolls, yes, yeah. and just the wheels, everything that was just some of those body kits are pretty crazy. They the are. Japanese <laughs> ones, the pit, the, the pit crew, pit crew, pit yeah. Crew, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went uh, and really went whole hog into that and um, did the whole, again, the suspension, powder-coated all the parts that I could, brakes, uh, valve cover, basically repainted the whole thing. Uh, New clutch, new, uh, again, going back to the shiny radiator. Uh, Got a nice aluminum radiator, double core. That wasn't driven in the winter, so it never failed. That was never, right. (laughs) Um, Ground control coilovers with uh, Bilstein shocks from a 99, and that was uh, another thing. You know, from 89 to 2005. Essentially the same car. Interchangeable. I mean, the majority of parts, uh, including interior pieces like dashboards and door panels and things, could actually be transferred over. I had no idea. With slight modifications, um, seeing it done, and it was... Really kind of cool. It gave enough variation that you could make it your I've own. I've never delved into a Miata past the 91 myself. I remember so. there was something where you could swap the rear tops of the struts or something from later ones. Yeah, yeah. the NB uh, struts gave, gave you, you a little bit more travel. Um, and, and since that time, they've modified them so that you could actually get you know up to two inches of extra travel on them as well. Like they'll do different top hats, which hmm. have a little bit more... Um, travel but so you can lower it but still get travel right and then i did a ground control coilover so you could lower it even further if you'd like it's still make it drivable but again right it's it's more function over form wait is it form over function form over function yeah Yeah. yes so i i had it at a reasonable rate but you know looking they look they look better low reasonable than they do scraping on the pavement and my personal opinion anyway so well the neat thing is with the double wishbone front and rear so you can do all the adjustments 
Yes, yeah, so you, you can make it as low or as high as you want and you fix your camber. Yeah, you don't need camber plates or anything. Yeah. Right. And that's what was amazing about that is um, just the unsprung weight with um, the wheels excuse me, and the tires um, and getting a good alignment. I mean, <clears throat> the alignment was not key, but you could get aggressive enough. You would wear out your tires uh, prematurely, but... You can get a lot more um, aggressive into the corners and stuff like that. And there was enough support online um, with different websites, Miata.net and uh, Club Roadster and such, that there was just a wealth of information uh, at your fingertips. So, you know, get new tires, go down and get your alignment, have a set that, you know, somebody suggests is really great. You try it out for a little bit, see how it works. Next Mm -hmm. set of tires, maybe go more aggressive, less aggressive. Um, but it was, it was just a great car to kind of, to do that with. And, um, again, the interior bits from, um, new gauges, you know, custom gauges, having those done, having, um, gauge, uh, they have like these, uh, I don't even know, um, who makes it off the top of my head now. Oh, the, the gauge clusters. Oh. Rev limiter did the custom faces but then there was also the gauge panel oh, that had okay. vintage um lights so they were like old bulbs like oh, okay. an mgb would have for uh, turn indicators and such um and again nardi wheel nardi uh shift knobs um the support again for the leather and stuff like that for all the leather bits you have all the good stuff on the car none of the cheesy old man bits on the car that you see at the car shows correct so it's fine yeah. yeah That's why we all got along just fine. Like this guy gets it. We're gonna like him. <laughs> he, it, doesn't, he doesn't have chrome doodads everywhere yeah. and giant oversized wheels and a continental kit. Yes. Yes. Okay. Some of our local Miata enthusiasts run continental kits on their Miatas. Yes. It's pretty freaking gross. Um I'd like to go back a little bit in our conversation okay. and uh, and chat about Volkswagen golfs versus rabbits. Yeah. Apparently there was no copyright issue. There was a gentleman who was a Chevrolet engineer who was chosen to run the Volkswagen plant when they decided to start building them in America, mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. And he thought it would be a good idea to Americanize the cars, uh, an act which a German engineer named Werner Schmidt referred to as Malibuing the car, making it more like a Chevy Malibu. And he decided to call them rabbits because it sounded more American. I guess. I, I don't know why golf and, Amer- and rabbit would be any more than one or the other, but he was in charge of the Americanizing of the car and the softening of the car, which the Germans called Malibuing the car, huh. obviously as a a, a, uh, a dig at the Chevy Malibu. So hmm. I think it's kind of funny. Anyway, that's a little, little, end, little end around to that story we were talking about earlier. I've been trying to figure it out the whole time, so <laughs> I can't find anything but why, just other than that quip. So that's... Uh, Interesting. So, Miata, is that your thing now? You don't have that Miata anymore? You do still have that Miata? No, I actually sold that You sold that Miata because you bought the cheaper one, so you figured you could yes. make the profit and then use the money to build this one nicer. Correct. Okay. So, um, what was the last thing I did? Oh, a uh, Borla Dual Exhaust, which was... Uh, which sounds cheesy. For, oh, for the Miata. For the but, Miata. But it sounds, But it sounded really nice. It sounded really nice. Yeah. And huh. Again, um, somewhere I have an audio clip of that car when you passed me on the highway. I don't know where it is. I'll find it. I would love that. Yeah, I'll just find it. Um, 
And uh, it seems like it happens every five years because in 2015 I was perusing. Um, this one actually, the the first green one came from North Jersey uh, off of Craigslist. And in 2015 I happened to be looking in North Jersey again. And lo and behold, there was the worst written Craigslist ad ever for Miata. Maybe for Miata, but I bet there's definitely worse out there. Two, I think it was all, car for sale. Two sentences yeah. long. Car for sale. Yes, um, and um, come to find out, it was written by I would say about an eighty-five-year-old man, basically saying he had a Miata and it needed three thousand dollars worth of work, and he wanted five hundred dollars for it. And I would have passed over it. There was no pictures until I happened to, out of the corner of my eye, see the color selection. Green. It was green. Yep. So I had to say, hey, $500 green Miata. How bad could it be? How bad could it be? I at least mm-hmm. need parts. Yeah. So I I believe this was on a Friday. Uh, again, we're going to go back to the fact that he was 85. I emailed him. I want to say, no, it might have been a Thursday. And he took two days to get back to me uh, via email because he wasn't technologically savvy. And he said he could take some photos. He would have to have a friend come over to take some photos and send them to me. He, awesome. He was Jewish. I guess he's still Jewish, if he's still alive. And he's still alive. We're going to go with he's still alive he's because still alive. we're a positive, yeah. po- we're we positive are. vibes podcast. I here. assume he's still alive. And um, it was the Sabbath, so he couldn't email them to me. It, I'm, I'm glad you said it was the Sabbath because I didn't know where you were going to go with the he's Jewish comment. Oh. I wasn't going to, I wasn't going to get upset with whatever you had to say next. No, he couldn't. He's so that just happened to be the same time that we were at the Japanese car show. Okay, I remember talking to you about it when it was happening. Yes, and I think I, you called me because we were going to maybe go down and get it or something. So and... I remember walking through the Japanese car show at the Lars Anderson, and that was Sunday, and getting an email back with pictures of the car and the car was indeed green and, and in decent shape in decent shape. And guess what? It had a hard top. Oh, okay. So now $500 for hard top alone is worth it. $500 for a hard top and a, a car, car yeah, is definitely worth it. Again, I think it was 93,000 miles. The problem was the clutch had gone on it. And since he didn't do the work himself, he got a quote, and I guess... Huge money, but yeah. a flash in the car. Way too much. Yeah. So I told him immediately that I'll take it and um, made arrangements to go down there on a Tuesday with a U-Haul trailer, which I did, got the car, and um, signed the paperwork, and I have that car now. And what was really nice about that is I came to find out it had been Z-barded which is what they usually do in Canada, which is the oil. Yeah, it's like Rusty Jones. Right. A newer version of Rusty Jones. Yeah, where they drill holes in the car and uh, spray an oil kind of uh, anti-rust. So the rockers on it are perfect, which was an issue in most every other New England. Northeast car, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had at one point a couple of years ago, Three Miatas, which was the original red that I was working on, the first green, which was a daily driver, and even more so that where I would just go out just to drive and relax, which 
mm-hmm. again, living in sort of northern Mass, southern New Hampshire area. Absolutely amazing roads up through that area yeah. to, uh, to do that along the coast. Yeah, you live such. about five miles from me, and uh, I do the same thing. Right. So that's why that's people always make fun of my small motorcycle, but that's why I have a small displacement motorcycle so I can exactly. go on those windy back roads and yeah. ring, and ring it out. And nothing enjoy better it. Yeah. than having the top down, going out at night, and just tearing up some roads where, you know, 30 to 50 feels like 110. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and it's just amazing. And no, then, I agree. Um, so I, at a certain point, was going to have one green car as sort of like a show car, one of them a little bit more aggressive for sort of possible track day stuff. And then uh, things just changed a little bit where I said, you know what? I'll I don't need two of these things. Right. Yeah. Well, I kind of do need two of them. You only two identical ones. But yes, I wouldn't mind a 95 Merlot, but that's another it's year. It's not identical. Um, so I ended up selling one to a uh, gentleman up in uh, Kittery, Maine, who loves the car. Uh, originally, it was I was going to take the Borla off. I was going to take uh, some of the tasty bits. But out he of loved the, everything. He loved everything and, and said, you know what, I'll take that Borla for additional 400 bucks. I'll take the interior gauge set yeah, for can't, another. You can't really complain at that point. No. Man. You get your money back out of the stuff, which, I, is, which is rare. Yeah, it is, and I still miss it. But the fact that I'm still in touch with him, um, still in touch with the car. You can go drive together and come this spring. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. So... And actually, we can get my father's British racing Miata, and we can all cruise that, together with three of them. <laughs> that would be um, that would not be bad. Yeah. So moving on, I think probably from the real cars now. You want to move on to uh, talking about some scale stuff, Andrew? Yeah, we can talk a little bit about scale stuff. So this is um, one of the main reasons that we have you on here as a guest, other than you're our friend and we talk to you. Thank you, um, Ollie. Stop it. Um, scale cars. Now, we nerd out every now and then again in the podcast, which I'm sure you've heard, over scale die-cast cars. Uh, and you have turned the corner from burning the wheels off of them Yes, to uh, collecting them pretty hardcore. Pretty hardcore. So what is it that got you turned around at that point into collecting scale cars? Yeah. The year was 1995. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, it was. Um just had uh, my first child, lived in Revere, Mass, and <clears throat> I was in Toys R Us. I might have been collecting 118th scale at that point. So, Ertl did a really nice... would have been big Ertl years. The American, yeah. the American Muscle. American Muscle. Yeah. And they were 1999. Yep, and they were 20 bucks. 20 bucks, and there were lots of them. And, yeah, and they always had tons of Matoys R Us. And they were beautiful ones, and then they had some special editions. So I ended up um, probably two or three years before that, I, I kind of got into the muscle cars. I think it, my first one was a uh, a Boss 302. Was it yellow? yellow. Yeah. Yes. So here's the funny <laughs> thing. That was my first American muscle early really? car as well. Yeah, I yeah, still yeah. have it to this day. Yeah, that was mine. Uh, that one I'll never <laughs> get rid of. Uh, but I bought it actually not at Toys R Us. I bought it at the – there used to be – my father used to run with his car club. The North Shore Old Car Club had the Topps Field uh, Fairgrounds Car Show and Car Auction and Flea Market. Yeah. And there was a vendor there every year that sold 
diecast cars, and I actually bought that Mustang there. And I think it was, yeah, you know, I think it was like 20 bucks. What was whatever. the other toy store? It was Toys R Us. It was Child, Child World. World. Child, KB. KB oh, yeah, Toys. KB, KB yeah. had tons of diecast. KB, also, incidentally, off topic, used to sell to Maya model cars. Yes. Really? They did. And when, they MRC. Went, and when they went out of business, the KB in Salem had like 80% off all their manning inventory. And I bought like 11 to my model cars for like 15 I heard a news story that yeah. uh, several Toys R Us's are going out of business. They are. They're closing the stores, yeah. That yeah. sucks. They uh, filed for bankruptcy not yeah. too long. I don't wonder that. if the one up here in I Peabody. feel like the one up here is pretty busy all the time. Yeah, I don't know. So... At least the Hot Wheels aisle is. Yeah, <laughs> That's one yeah. thing I noticed. <laughs> I was told, too, that Yellow Ertle at one point was worth quite a bit of money. Only if you had the original packaging, which I did not have. Yeah, I think. So. I did not. Yeah. Um, what was your second one, by the way? I uh, See, the second one's a little less memorable um, because I don't remember it. It could have been one of a few different ones. Purple I don't know. Cuda was mine. I never had the or Cuda. The, uh, so I went all because all, they were muscle cars. so. Mm-hmm. I remember vividly I had a shelf unit in the living room, and I think I started with like nine or ten of them just kind of laid out. And you're like, all right, that's nice. That's nice. And 1995 happened to be in the Toys R Us now that I remember. And there's a gentleman uh, who I became very good friends with since then who was going crazy on the hot wheels like just going through them and and i couldn't help but notice that he was right looking for hot wheels guys looking for hot wheels cars 1995 struck up a conversation with him and uh his passion there got me hooked on hot wheels because he's like oh there are these hot wheels and there's these variations of them and there's these treasure hunts and their special cars and their and now which you had to be in the know then to know it too because there was right. no internet there was no instagram there was no lamley blog there was no these things to to shove these things in your face you just had to know where to find out the stuff exactly so his passion was um addictive and he had i want to say maybe 30 or 40 in his cart yep and instantly i got hooked and, you know, he was showing me, he was picking up, he's like, see this wheel, that wheel is on this car, but it's a different wheel. And it's like, <laughs> and, and the windshields are different colors on these. And, and it's funny, because in 95, there weren't as many nice replicas of cars. There was a lot more toys. Right. Hmm. Right. So, And they weren't like, uh, there was only a few wheel variations back yep. then, where now it's absolutely amazing to see some of uh, what mm-hmm. they're doing. Um, And we... This is funny. He, we ended up finishing the conversation there. He mentioned a few to look for, and I mentioned that there was another. He, it turned out he was visiting um, from the West Coast, and I said, oh, there's another Toys R Us up in Peabody, the one that's yep. down here. Yeah, exactly. And he's like, oh, all right, good. You know, like. I'm going there next. Yeah. I didn't know he was going there next. Oh, okay. I got in my car, the minivan at the time, yep. and I flew up there. I drove... To find these special things he was talking about? Yes, because yeah. <laughs> it was one of those things of like, I got I to gotta get up there. Yeah. So I fly up to Peabody. I walk down the aisle. He's already in the store. <laughs> Don't know how he did it, but immediately that's where we sort of got that like uh, connection. So we laughed that off. Um, I got a few cars, I think, then, and got bit by the Hot Wheel bug. 
um, in so much as it pertained to the 95 years. It also sort of sparked my childhood memories of burning wheels of public cars. Right, the cars that I had in the 80s, yep. um, which were black wheel cars, but you know, you had your Torino stocker, you had your Mustang stocker, mm-hmm. you had your Nomad. All same, I had all the same stuff in the exactly. 80s, too. Yeah. <clears throat> so, you talk about getting your license in 87, but you're probably about 10 years older than me, I guess. Possibly. Uh, I was born in 81. Does that make you about 10 years older than me? Sure. All right, right, right around there. <laughs> Um, so we still, there's a little bit of crossover in, in the eighties of collecting things right. like that. Cause you were still a kid and I was a kid. So in, so. in, and basically the information that you could find out again, it was early internet days, no blogs, no, mm-hmm. no even, even eBay. I don't Just think AOL, AOL chat rooms about hot wheels cars. <laughs> you want to stay out of there, yeah. but, <laughs> but there were some hot wheel books. Um, and I, the name of the author escapes me who did the first sort of collector books but mm-hmm. uh kevin was the name of the gentleman um kevin ray he uh he had a book and got once you have a hot wheel collector book with the prices and he opens it up and they go all the way from the beginning till, then, till now yeah. and you're just like oh that I one's had worth that. a couple thousand that. dollars I had that that one's worth this yeah. this game you know and now you're completely hooked you see this um as an attainable kind of goal, and Hot Wheels did something excellent, which is the price hasn't really increased hasn't much. Hasn't changed with inflation at all. So when you say, oh, it's only a dollar here, it's only a dollar there, mm-hmm. it doesn't seem to impact you too much. Nope, I agree it's 100%. And yep. the, pro- the problem with that is you go to the store to like look at Hot Wheels cars, and you're like, oh, I'll buy a Hot Wheels car. And you're like, I found 10 Hot Wheels cars. Now yes. $1 is $10. Yes. Yeah. And that now was, it starts to affect the wall a little bit. That was back in the day. Nowadays, yeah. it's like, oh, this is a $4 car. And this one, which I also like from another manufacturer, is you know another $4 car or $8 well, car. I'll or... show you. I, I brought some cars to bring our conversation a little longer. So I don't know if you're, if you're, you're as big into the collecting the off-brand stuff. You're more of a Hot Wheels guy. I enjoy model cars no matter what. Um, in fact, now that I remember, and this could be something for you guys, Uh, for for all our our audience, he's reaching into his pocket. Yes. So then and now, uh, then and now, and you you should have, um, and you probably have them. I don't have them. No, I don't. It might be nice to, um, have all your guests give you guys Hot Wheel cars. Oh, (laughs) I like that. your collections. Oh, neat. You've got to sign both these packages. We're going to so hang them on the wall. Trade them if you'd like. No, I'm dead serious. We're going to have you sign both packages and hang them on the wall. And it's going to be our new I, thing. I would be happy. That would be funny. I like that. Excellent. Thank you for those. I Actually, I don't have the yellow NSX yet, so that's good. So it's the 90 and the 2017. Yes. Yeah. I'll get down. So uh-huh. that uh, that has grown into, I'm going to say, you know, 10,000 plus cars which now when you talk about your one dollar a piece right you have ten thousand plus cars yes that's ten thousand plus dollars <laughs> but you don't think about it like that because they're all like you bought them a dollar at a time your children yeah. yes well no some of them <laughs> well some of them cost more i'm sure yeah but at the core of it you have ten thousand one dollar yes. cars yes unfortunately that's not a tradable commodity no for Goods and services, right? Um, as much as you would like, to as be. much as you'd like it to be, and and some of them aren't as collectible anymore. Um, now the market's dropped a little bit, especially yeah. when they've re-released things over the years. Yeah, yeah. it's and interesting that you said ninety-five. 
because at least this is on the Wikipedia page. It's a, this is there. Most believe the collecting craze started with the treasure hunts in 1995. Yes, he happened happened to luck on that year. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. Yeah. And I was about to touch on that. Um, it was incredible because Kevin and I again became friends, and I believe this was even early cell phone days too. Um, yeah, ninety five would have been early cell phone. Days. We had met, would have been just after the bag phone, right? Exactly. Um, <laughs> you, you, you guys exchanged your numbers and your flip Motorola's, yeah, yes. Motorola flip phone. And um, you know, we would go to stores or meet at stores together and um, see, which made it harder to find things individually because you right. searching for the same thing. But we would also trade, which yep. was nice. So if he found a treasure hunt, I had some KB Toys uh, stores next to where I worked. Um, Happened to find two treasure hunt Camaros, which are not worth money. Actually, oh, they were the ninety-five treasure hunt yes, Camaros. Yeah, very, very. And um, I traded Kevin one for a uh, Fire uh, T Bird mm-hmm. treasure hunt of that year, so that I could make my collection. The, I, the custom T Bird was the name of that guy. I think. The black one, yes. Yeah. And I should have done that, but. Nerdy, nerdy, uh, and, nerd, 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 nerd. Andrew's shaking his head. He's like, I don't know this stuff at all. Why do you guys know this stuff? It's funny because I remember the 95 year of Hot Wheels as well because um, I, about that same time, so I was born 81. So at 95, I'd been 14 years old. Um, a young Brad with just a little beard. No beard, no. <laughs> Definitely no beard at all. But at 14, you start getting more and more you know, freedom from your parents in your house. So at 14, I was old enough to, you know, leave the neighborhood in the bicycle. You know what I mean? So I remember riding to KB Toys up the street. And nice. I remember at that, so like 95 would have been when I started buying Hot Wheels on my own rather than just having things that my dad would pick up places. So I remember, because I think that the 68 Cutlass came out that year. It was a yellow casting. Might have been 95, maybe 96. It was a black wall car. Anyway, it was one of the, one of the, First really nice uh, replica-style Hot Wheels cars that they started doing it around that era in time. They had a, a Cutlass, and they had a Barracuda convertible. They're both around the same era. Might have been, might have even up to, like, 97 at that point. But that's the era that I really started collecting as well. Yeah, I mean, that so, was it was pivotal. Because um, so- that was the era I stopped playing with them and started collecting them as... Models. Models, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, I don't... Play with mine as much. I no. might. I might. Look <laughs> I might roll one around the desk yes. sometimes. Yes. <laughs> I mean, and I don't open all of them. I have quite a few opened uh, cases with open cars that uh, were purchased afterwards, and and had gone back into collecting some of the ones from my youth in the best yeah, condition possible. And then by packaging now is right abhorrently expensive. Then knowing um, sort of the the price of some of the older ones from before my time, mm-hmm. um, which we used to play with at recess, like I said. Correct, the 1968 model. Yes. Um, and I have, you know, again, I think that was an early uh, Craigslist or maybe even eBay. That was eBay. Um, I think eBay predates Craigslist, right? I believe so. I think so. Uh, maybe. Yeah, I think it does. They're, or close. They're very close. eBay is late. 90s. Craigslist might be late 90s. No, either way. Well, they're both uh, around for a long time before I started using them. You guys them keep talking way, and so. I'll look it up. Yeah. Well, <laughs> keep talking about nerdy stuff. You'll look up other nerdy stuff. When you <laughs> find a uh, ad for some old Matchbox and. 1995. 95. Craigslist. Really? Really. Hmm. 
It might have been just the like perfect San Francisco store. or something. I didn't even have the internet yet then, so it doesn't matter. But. eBay, 1995. Oh, really? excellent. Look at that. Wow. Um, yeah, I don't know if Brad, a young 14-year-old Brad with the internet would be... Uh... No, I mean, I think we had the internet probably close to then. Okay. But, I mean, the internet then wasn't... Uh, wasn't fast? Anything that it is today, no. so... No. Nope. A lot less porn. I'm sure, yeah. Anyway, I'm just assuming there's porn on the internet. I've yeah. heard stories. Anyways, um, there was a... Uh, You're a Hot Wheels collector. Don't I am. lie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, well, the, if, if you mean there's lots of pictures of Hot Wheels cars, then yes, 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 yes. Hot Wheel porn. That's <laughs> yes. what I'm talking about. There was, um, there were a few really good deals where uh, I got uh, like eleven dollars worth of loose uh, Matchbox, which I went to buy, and then the guy didn't know that he also had a bunch of 1973 Hot Wheels mm-hmm. in mint condition. Um, the cars were worth a couple of hundred dollars a piece. You bought eleven dollars for a whole package of them. Awesome. Yes, yeah. yes, but. Oh, this just reminded me. When I was living <laughs> and working in Cambridge, there was a Toys R Us in Cambridge uh, by Al Wife. And this is the weirdest story I would go in to look every so often. And so I'm looking, and I see a blister pack that has a Spectra Flame uh, swinging wing in it. Red That's line. odd. Yeah. That is odd. Look around. I think I got five red lines that were all repackaged brought back and put on the shelf. I can only surmise that somebody, a kid, I'm assuming, had Wanted old Hot ones. Wheels, yeah. got new ones, opened them carefully, put them back together, glued them. And there was one Camaro. It was the um, Spectre Flame Green Camaro with the opening hood. The only problem with that was... That's the, pre-73, right? Yes, it was a red line. Um the uh, hood actually had broken off, so he had glued it back in, but it was still a nice car. So mm-hmm. I think I got eight. I kept going back and found a few of them more over more, the course. Yeah. yeah, but that was the weirdest I have, story. I, I've never found anything that old in, in a Toys R Us or, or Walmart, but I have seen returned cars that are much older than they should be in the story. You watch the story like, this thing's like 10 years old. What is this doing on the shelf? Yes. For the longest time, uh, the Walmart in Salem... Um, I never bought it because I didn't want it. And then eventually it was there for like two years. So I, I eventually just bought it because it was there. But they had, um, remember the, the the NHRA Drag Race series? Oh, they yeah. had a, the purple 41 Willys with the gold wheels. And it was on the shelf in that Walmart for literally two years, like six years after it should have been on the shelf. And I just kept ignoring it, being like, what is that thing doing here? And eventually I was like, I'm just going to buy this thing. Cause just to get it. Just, just because. Just to kill it, yes. <laughs> yeah, I need to have this thing in my collection. Just I've been seeing it for so long, too late. It doesn't mean anything. It's not worth anything. Right. But it's just that story to me is kind of interesting. And every time I'm going through my box of you know unopened Hot Wheels, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember this car. That's why I have this was car. Was that the store you found the guy stealing the ones? No, that was a Danvers store. He was stealing yeah. the cars or he was bringing no, he back? Was, he was in the... The M2 cars, the more expensive. Yes, yes. So they're, not, they're not Hot Wheels cars for our listeners who are poured to tears now about Hot Wheels talk. <laughs> they're a fancier diecast company. Um, they have they specialize in like old American cars, yep. and they have these eighteen wheelers that come with cars in the back. So Which he are was, nice. They're very nice. So he was taking the uh, he was taking a box, and he was walking out of the Hot Wheels aisle down to like the sporting goods aisle, and carefully opening the box, sliding the eighteen wheeler out, unscrewing the trailer. Unscrewing the car out of the trailer, putting the Hot Wheels car back in the trailer, 
sliding the thing back in and putting it back on the shelf of the Hot Wheels car instead of the, you know, M2 car, which is like an $8 car or a $7 car. Hmm. You put a $1 Hot Wheels back in. No, I have So I saw him doing this. that, yeah. And I was walked up to some store employee, and I was like, because it pissed me off because I like to buy the M2 cars. Yes. And I don't want somebody just stealing them. So I was like, hey, there's some dude over there who's opening packages and putting cheaper cars back in the packages. You should go check that out. So whatever came of it, I don't know. But I definitely was not going to let him get away with it. <laughs> like, it's such a petty thing to do to take a $6 toy car yeah, and then put a cheaper car. It's just... If you're gonna steal it, if you're gonna steal it, if you're gonna steal it, that's like like he's he's, he's, he's this this process takes so long to open the package, <laughs> unscrew the thing from the base, screw it all back down again, like just steal the whole thing. It's like uh, you the, just, I mean, come on, the K day when like people just have like thirty of the same thing. Yeah, well, have you seen what the blue Datsun pickup goes for on eBay now? That's why they did it. Yeah, yeah and now that there's Kmart no Kmart, yeah. yeah. So who's sitting on a Wait, black, the bright blue one? Yeah, didn't you give me one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I was that guy one day. It goes went. on eBay. <laughs> oh, they like they like thirty bucks a piece. Yeah, the black five ten wagon too. Is that worth money too? I'd imagine. Hmm. Yeah, I went. That was the one time I went. The kid had like twenty of them stacked up. I was like, "You buying all these?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like, "All right, <laughs> can I buy one?" Yeah, I just want one. Yeah. Did he give you one? No. A dick. He yeah. was on the phone with his dad. Yeah, he's like, he's like, don't, don't, don't use the credit card. I don't want mom to see him. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's another story. Oh, that's another story. Coming home once and having all of my receipts on the coffee table. I'm like, we have to talk. What? I added up all these receipts. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Why did I keep the receipts? Why did you keep the receipts know. for? Any well, proof I bought these Hot Wheels cars? I've got it. For what reason? Unless um, you were getting the mail-in special for Walmart. no. This was this was back. Back in the day. Um, but that brings up your story about uh, a store. Brings up another story. 95 was crazy where truck drivers would stop, open their truck, get the treasure hunts out of the... Because back then... Because they knew. Yeah. Right. I think it was 10,000 was 95. Okay. If I'm not mistaken. Of each car. Up in Salem, New Hampshire. Toys R Us. You would go in, you would look. I heard stories of people going into back rooms and opening up Hot Wheel cases to get the treasure hunts out. Mm -hmm. It still happens to this day. It does. And then... 15 bucks? The black one's 15. The blue one's 40. The blue pickup truck? Yeah. I haven't seen them for 40 yet. That's that's high. Wait. Yeah, find me that one. Came right up on top. That's one sale. I, I thought they were around twenty to twenty-five, but I've got a couple of those. I have like you got to do completed <laughs> auctions just to. to oh, okay. Oh. Nonetheless, well, if, if they if, if they're worth forty bucks, I have five of them at home in the package. They're all going on eBay tonight. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so I go up to Salem, New Hampshire, Toys R Us. I'm looking. Hey, do you have any cases in the back? Do you have any guys like you're looking for the treasure hunt? I'm like, yeah. It's like I get off at work at ten ten o'clock. Meet me in the parking lot at ten thirty. So he no already lie. had them. I stay up there in Salem, New Hampshire, oh. until he closes. I meet him. He pops his trunk, and I buy a treasure hunt off of him. For a markup. For a markup. It wasn't crazy. It might have been 10 bucks. It might have been $15 at the yeah. time. But he again, bought the car for a dollar, having knowledge. Yes. Yeah, that's... So, I mean... Capitalism at its best. There, there, was, this, there was this <laughs> fervor uh, for treasure hunts back then uh, as the year progressed, and 
it was crazy. It's funny because they're not worth a ton now, the early treasure hunts. 95 still. I think I sold my whole set for maybe 700 bucks. Oh, okay. 12. That's, that's a good amount of money. But that was a few years ago. I still still would like to get the Camaro back, a Camaro back, because um, that was the hardest one to get, the white Camaro with mm-hmm. the, the orange White, stripes. red, orange. Okay. Yeah. But okay. now I think <clears throat> they went through, I think, 96. They had some pretty decent cars. 97, they started to get crap cars, and they started they to... They did a lot of... A lot of- Fantasy, fantasy cars, cars. licensed cars. Um, yeah. They started to now, fantasy cars for our non Hot Wheels collecting listeners are like the shark car. I'm sure people yeah, remember. So non licensed cars. The one we have on the table, the carbonator. Yeah, the bottle opener car. Yeah. yeah. Or the the the, the was it the torque? What was the name of the wrench car? There's oh, there's hundreds what, of, I, mean, I was thinking of a few of them. There's, there's, you're right, hundreds and hundreds of non licensed Hot Wheels cars. Right. So that. Mattel basically, it's their own. They're toy designs. cars. They're designed right. for children. Right. But ultimately, we're spending an hour talking about a toy for children. Children. Eh. Adult children. Adult children. And children. I mean, they made newer ones now that adults want. Yes. Oh yeah, no. They <laughs> definitely have a. They definitely cater to the adult collector market now. And they started that in '95 right. with that treasure hunt series. That wasn't for the kids. That was for the adults. Correct. And that really injected. Um, so much into that because again that was roughly around the time that Johnny Lightning was reintroduced uh, yep. as well and I have that whole series from that year and then they did White Lightnings which mm-hmm. was their kind of their version of a treasure in fact I don't know which came first that could be something that you could look up right now or some of our callers will probably oh our boards are are dark because we don't have callers <laughs> 2018 we don't have a phone line let alone callers um and now, I don't know, uh, for diecast, I can't find uh, 118th scale anymore. I, I had a, Not in the store. No. I no, had a total, there's no store around that sells them. I had a total of about 150 118th scale. Yeah, uh, I, I had a little less than that, but not many less than that. Yeah. The problem is they take up so much space. They do. And they become a liability when you have to move and or store them. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now, even though I agree. each one was taken out and put into a $10 acrylic case and Doesn't carefully wired in so that they didn't move. and yep. they still get damaged. They do. Yep. Uh, and then ah. when you're asked to get rid of ooh, what? So White Lightning variation is Johnny Lightning's chase car concept introduced to the diecast market, blah, 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 1994. Okay, so one year prior. So they, they, so have they, a, so they probably uh, learned from that. So they have a special trait that distinguishes from the regular release. Yeah, they have white tires. Yeah, so usually the special traits are white, and usually the car will have a combination of two. So white body, pearl white, metallic gold, white yep. chassis, white tires, white, white rims, base. Yep. gold yep. rims, white interior, tinted glass, something yep. like that. Hmm. I actually have zero. I've never found a white lightning car in the wild. Really? Nope, never. They eventually came Well, out. here you go. 2% of pop production run will be white lightning cars. Yeah, there aren't very many of them. They're right. definitely hard to find. They eventually went, which I actually liked. They, instead of where you would have white lettering on a tire being yeah. Goodyear, it would say white lightning. Huh. So it was subtle, but didn't take away. Like the new um, green light cars. Oh, they're dumb looking. They're awful. With, with metallic they're green, green. They're green tires. Like, I don't like yeah. them just because I, I don't, wouldn't yeah. want to look at them. M- M2 does um, uh, gold where it's a chrome yes. on their gold chases, and a lot of them have red tires now. It just looks dumb. Yeah. See, uh, I have no interest in finding those. I, I didn't mind. Auto World, who's another company that makes premium diecast now, red. does red cars. R- a red car, but the rest of the car still looks the same. Unless you get the raw, raw car, which ones, I've yeah. got one of. 
Oh, that's, that's, that's worth a lot of money. I know. Yeah. I found it in a Toys R Us, and I was like, something's different about this. And I brought it back, and I think they said there's like 10 or 15 of them out of all the run. Yeah, 10 or 15, not percent. Like 10 or 15 Legitimately cars. 10 cars. Yes. Huh. They don't they don't paint their raw finish. I never find anything. Like, well, hardly well, ever. How often You're do you go way out? less dedicated than uh, we are. I go whenever I'm in the area. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I need stuff at Target. I'll swing through the uh, Hot Wheels aisle. Now, so, which our local Target has not had any stock for like a while. That's because Brad goes there first. No, it's I, not. It's they been a couple months. Stock. They yeah. haven't had any stock. It's really weird. And I'm Jim surprised. goes there first. I've yeah. talked to Brad, and we've both been fairly successful at Stop and Shop, which yeah. is a grocery store. Don't that, let everybody know that. Sorry. <laughs> it's a local chain. It's yeah. a local chain. Um, but yeah, no, I found three super treasure hunts. Yeah, um, I found stuff there too. Within the last, uh, I've heard Walgreens too. Walgreens check, is going to Walgreens. So here's here's what what makes me more of a collector now, and why I find more than you do, Andrew, because that's my wintertime car hobby. Okay, like I, you know, all summer long we go to car shows and all these car events. During wintertime, it's cold and gross, so I'll be driving home from work, and I'll be like, you know, what? I'll take the long way, and I'll go to one fourteen, and I'll be able to hit Target. Toys R Us and Walmart all in one night. And if I do that one night a week, it's an hour out of my life, and I find tons of cool stuff. Mm-hmm. So, and I always do feel awkward walking into Toys R Us, walking right to the car aisle, not finding anything, and walking out. And I feel I have a kind of a distinctive, <laughs> like, the people probably know that I'm the dude that walks in and walks to the car aisle and I'm walks sure right out again. I'm Walmart, been, you're not even yeah. hey, Walmart, I'm not even a blip. A, you're not yeah. even raising an eyebrow. But Toys R Us, I feel like they might recognize I haven't me been to that now. one in a while because I hadn't found anything in a long time. I actually just picked up. Now we're talking about the green. Yes. Um, the green light is a brand, and they do the green machine is their treasure hunt. Actually, they just released their um, garages. And I found a green machine garage there, so hmm. I do find them now and again. And I bought it simply to put it back on eBay and sell it because I think it's ugly because it's, right. it's a golf racing garage that's so all blue and orange, and it has these metallic green doors. It just looks dumb. Yeah. Oh, weird. Yeah. See, I would leave that unfortunately. Because it does have to be something that you have at least a little connection to, for me at least. I do. Unless it's... Because it was the, tre- the treasure hunt, though, right. is why I bought it. Yeah. And I, I did buy a regular one of the garages for myself as well. But Money does talk. Yeah, hmm. that's the point. Now, that being said, though, that was motivation back then. Nowadays, though, you've got some amazing cars. Non-treasure hunt. Right, yeah. which, again... It was a um, the difference between the early days of Hot Wheels, where the designers uh, did real cars for the most part, mm-hmm, real mm-hmm. American muscle cars, with the emphasis on American. With a couple Th- Beatles thrown in, those Beatles guys, and buses, yeah. yeah, those guys um, have worked. Like Larry Wood was one of the original designers that uh, eventually. Um, I think 2015 might have been 2016 might have been he his last year. Or no, no, I didn't know. Did he die? No, I don't know. So no, he passed away. That's horrible. Did he? Uh, Positive vibes. That's right, too. <laughs> Dude's live and kicking. I don't know if he he died, but um, actually, one new... of the reality shows on television they just made the tow truck, the 24 hour 24 yeah, hours. Larry's towing. Larry's towing. They just made that truck in real life out of a. 72 C10. Nice. I believe they actually put his real phone number on the truck. And the original release had yes. an actual phone number yes, on it. Yeah. It did. Um, but the new designers are injecting new 
blood into the designs. And as you guys are all aware, because you're passionate of that, you're getting vintage Japanese mm-hmm. cars. A lot of foreign stuff. Which got me back into collecting them. I've always done, I've always collected them, like, casually. Yeah. But when, uh, I think his name is Junamai. Junamai. Um, he really started doing all the Japanese stuff and all the Datsuns. Yep. And his designs really got me really fired up about collecting again. And I've probably bought four or five hundred. And then we read the past few years. Class, um, Japanese Nostalgia Car. And when they started putting the decals on there. That yep. was really cool. Tampos. Yeah, the ta- Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Hot Wheels. Right, decals. They're Tampos. Tampos. Hello. Right. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we're friends with Ben, from uh, who runs Japanese Delta Car. And uh, it was super excited for him when they started putting his logo on things. That's like a childhood dream. I mean, yeah. The, imagine having your logo, the JNC Incan, they call it. Yes. Imagine having, you know, growing up playing with Hot Wheels cars, and then as an adult, the logo for the company you started gets printed in the side of a Hot Wheels car. Mm-hmm. Pretty freaking epic. Multiple times, yes. Yeah. Yep. And now M2 cars as well. Oh, really? Oh, 100%. Nice. And then um, the thing I'm waiting for, I want the uh, the new Magnus, the 911. Oh, yeah, the, the Magnus the Walker two, stuff. The yep. 277 car, which is really cool. Uh, that's gonna, I'm going to have a hard time finding that probably. More than likely. But yeah. you'll find one eventually, or I'll find it eventually, and or Jim will find one eventually. And yeah. Sell it to you at a reasonable price. Two dollars. <laughs> oh, come on, we're friends. Dollar Actually, it depends on where he buys it because some stores sell Hot Wheels for a dollar forty nine now, so that's not even a markup. Yeah. So it was interesting. You're talking about June, um, is that he started? I want to say 2005 ish, if I'm not mistaken. And he his first few years, he was actually doing American muscle cars. Yeah, because that's what so, they wanted. Right. So that was brilliant to kind of get in there. He had to prove himself as a designer. Right. Yep. And get accepted, get your feet wet. Um, and then just recently, like you said, uh, well, I think it was 07 when the 510 came out, right? The first 510. I'm not positive of the year. It was a lot. Uh, it was probably close to a decade ago. You're the talking wagon? about the coupe. Yeah. The coupe. Yeah. The, the, the coupe came coupe. out first. That came one? out. Not the, not that version of it, but that, oh. that casting. Yeah. Oh. Came out in blue first. Yep. Hmm. With 86. What was the number on it? Did it I bet you it was 08. Just 10 years ago. Yeah, could have been around then, but uh, I don't remember the number on the side of the car. Yeah, no, I did some notes on it. He did the, uh, the uh, oh, 2009 was the Dotson Bluebird 510. Oh, nine is when it came out? I think okay. so. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when, that and nobody bought it. Right, it sat, it was a, yeah. it was a uh, peg burner, peg. Peg warmer. They peg call warmer, them. thank yeah. you. Hmm. And it's funny because I remember when it came out because I, I bought every one I found. So I was like, this is like a one-time thing. It's never going to happen again. I need to buy all of these. So I literally, I probably have like 30 of them between the blue and the silver, brown and the silver, silver and yeah. the yellow and the red and all those the first few runs of them before they did any of the Japanese cars. Why did I buy them? Why did I need multiple Passion. of them? I don't know. But I was like, I just need all of these. Yeah. They're so cool. And <laughs> like it's amazing that Hot Wheels is doing a Japanese car. And I just Finally. was obsessed with it. Well, they did in 84. They did one. And 85, 84 and 85. They did a Supra and a 300ZX. Yeah, the old silver ZX. I was thinking if they it did It was a white 300ZX when it first came out. It was white with purple, yellow, and blue graphics. It's a 300ZX, and it had a little lightning bolt kind of thing through the logo in the hood. What kind of wheels the, did it have? The uh, super fast wheels? There were two wheels? kinds that came out. Did there it was the gold crappy wheels? There was one that had the gold crappy wheels, and then there was one that had the like the three-line 
So is those super fasts? Yeah, super fasts. Okay, yeah, they oh, had those too. Oh, gross. Yeah, they're those. pretty terrible. And they had the Supra, which came out on black walls with gold centers and red and black. I probably okay. have that. I'd have to look. I have a ton of those because I bought <laughs> those as a ton as a kid. Nice. But, I think yeah. the one that really did it for me when those came back was the, the Hakasuka. Mm-hmm. The green. Which was that Genomai or was that Ryusada? Ryusada. He did the... Uh, S2000, he did. 82 Skyline. Uh, That's the most recent one. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the 90 NSX that Which I actually, that, that 82 Skyline um, belongs to a friend of the podcast, the car they used to copy it, J. Co. out of Las Vegas. Oh, nice. The car, it's based on Jay's yeah, yeah. car. Yeah, right, right. In fact, um, who owns the Bluebird Wagon in red, the original uh, Treasure it's in, Hunt? The original Treasure Hunt doesn't own it in red. It's green. That's the Jonamai. The, the Jonamai has a 510 wagon. Yeah. He has That's the why boulevard. why he did it. The boulevard. Kind of the boulevard. It's the boulevard with the paint scheme from the red treasure hunt wagon. Somebody else made a copy of that afterwards. All right. That's what I saw. Yeah. At, at one of the car shows a few JCCS, years ago. JCCS, I think it was. Yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did you go to that show? I've been that year? one time. I went in 2012. So it was All before right. that year. I did meet uh, Junamai there, though. Because he was there in the Japanese nostalgic car booth. Now the black first gen RX-7 with that gold. Was, that was Junimai was that a real well. car or did, was that that was a Hot Wheels car first? Then and then Japanese classics. Is um, that the uh, JDM Legends? JDM Legends. Yes. Also, a fr- also a friend of the show. So uh, they made Josh the, works there yeah. and they made the car. They made a copy of that car That's in awesome. real life. You haven't seen oh, that car? One to one. Um, so that car debuted at the year I was out there, JCCS in 2012. Yeah. Did you um, get, get one signed. So. I brought them with me in the airplane in a box in my suitcase. They wouldn't get crushed. And the morning I left for the show, I left them in my hotel. So I did not get them signed. However, um, I'll work on that. Yeah. So I'll definitely get them signed eventually. Now, this is strange. And it may be for all car enthusiasts that they have a connection with Hot Wheels. But it seems like... There are quite a few Miata owners that also happen to be into diecast, and which is funny because there's only one Hot Wheels Miata, and it's not very good. There are two because okay. they did do the 2017. Well, no, I mean of the of the early cars. I know there's a new version as oh, yeah. well. Yeah, um, it's not great. I always thought that it would be good for them to do a newer version of an NA Miata. In fact, I pitched that um, on one of which is something else we could talk about real quick. How long has this episode gone, Andrew? Because we eight hours. Are we I, I don't know if we have any listeners left, unless they're real Hot Wheels fans. But that's okay. <laughs> Not every episode is for everyone. No, that's true. And I'm having a great time talking <laughs> yep. about Hot Wheels cars, so it doesn't matter. No, to me. go for it. We're going to be here till midnight talking about Hot Wheels cars. <laughs> so, um, what, what, so what did you pitch to the Hot Wheels? I forget. Uh, oh, Nintendo uh, Miata. Oh, actually, I pitched. I I did pitch some ideas wanting to be a designer uh and threw out a bunch of my own designs to hot wheels and got a nice conversation with a gentleman that said ah oh, this is such not the right time we're just letting go 2500 people from mattel yeah not the time to get hired no mm-hmm. so that was so that's the jdm legends oh nice version of the hot wheels car i like that yeah wow so that's actually if you look at a lot of hot wheels japanese cars since yeah. that came out they also on, in addition to the JDM Legends, uh, so the Japanese nostalgic car logo, they have a JDM Legends logo on them as well. Very mm-hmm. cool. Because of their community. Connection, yeah, yeah. Yep. 
which I think is great. I mean, it would probably be amazing to be out in California and to that sort of scene, car show scene where... Well, come on out with me one year. We'll hit up the whole car show scene. That sounds great. We just were out there for a show in December, and we had a lot of Hot Wheels discussion going on then. Mm -hmm. Really? Now, June has been on... I'm a moderator on one of the uh, Miata sites, which is uh, MazdaRoadster.com. Um, dot net, sorry. And uh, June is on there as well. And he, he has a Miata. I had a Miata. Um, I'm not sure now. No. But I remember seeing he posted a bunch of pictures of his um, his collection, which is absolutely amazing. Uh, just the the cases going downstairs, and then the well, I would assume that you work for Hot Wheels, you probably have an extra isn't, advantage of collecting isn't Hot that Wheels. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he had a, uh, an absolutely gorgeous uh, just collection and uh, envious of that just to be able to have the space and not have somebody say, why are you doing this in this room? Which, again, it's all part of life. It is part of life. Yeah. You need to have your sort of man cave. We don't like that word here. Man cave? No, no, no man cave. <laughs> it's hobby room. Hobby room. Man cave is just such a, I don't know, it just sounds so dirty and gross. <laughs> I just don't like it. This looks more like a rumpus room down here. A rumpus room. Well, your 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 seventies wood, wood paneling walls definitely give that vibe. Yes, of, no, uh, it's got that eighties basement feel. There should it be does, a, It has that eighties basement smell. <laughs> yes, it does. If we could get that uh, that Aurora slot car track going, so <clears throat> those have a distinct smell too. Once they do around. once they start going. And yeah. They yeah. Use... <laughs> so the discussion has been had about that. Uh, you talk about every listener bringing Hot Wheels cars. We had a discussion a while back. I'm not sure if you heard it. And we're still going to make this happen, I think. Whereas we're going to set up kind of a Top Gear style um, best lap. Ooh. But with a slot car track. I like that. And we're going to have a really lame slot car for all of the guests to do it. Like, they, I think Aurora did a, um, or uh, not Aurora, but. Um, AFX? AFX did a PT Cruiser. Oh, no. no so no, I'd like no, to get no, the no, PT no. Cruiser body <laughs> and have everybody have to run a hot lap in the PT Cruiser. And we'll have a, a leaderboard of, of in-studio guests. I like that. So. Can we can we up that where you can possibly bring a car to run and then you can get the highest Oh, you definitely can. Lap time Oh, absolutely. Well. I, just, I wouldn't want to make that the only thing because not everybody has slot cars. And then you can do sort of a pink slip thing where you bring your car... Let's you not get crazy. Some, all right, I'm just I mean, saying. Have you seen, Andrew, Andrew have you seen get, what these things cost now? Yes, I do. Andrew could have quite a collection going here if we start to. <laughs> well, I don't think we could really do that because we're home track advantage. It'll be kind of. He'd be down here practicing. It'll be kind of. I mean, we'd, we'd practicing. We'd be down here for hours racing each other. Yes. Um, actually, my father is setting up the Aurora track at at his house as well, so we'll have a couple. Now, of is he doing it on. in the sort of? I'm going to just put it on the rug and and have it. No, up. no, it's a permanent setup. Yeah. Permanent setup. Yeah. So you get the board. Permanent setup. It's on a huge. Put the fake, yeah, the, yeah, the, the four by eight plywood, five by eight bing pong table. Nice. Um, last time we had it set up, we had it jogged down a corner, and it went down another table down a side, and it was, I mean, a lap was like, like thirty seconds. It was really? a long lap in that thing. It was hundreds of feet long. Yeah. Nice. So we're gonna do that again. Anyway, how many cars do you have? It was the Nurburgring oh, God. of the slot car tracks? Yeah, it really <laughs> was. How many cars do we have? Yeah. I don't know, thirty or forty. Really? But they, they date back to the late sixties. Okay, we have all originals up through the nineties. Because I, so. I unfortunately sold my dad's uh, four Hot Wheels. <clears throat> he had a model motoring. 
Yep. Which was uh, really early that. one. Yep. Yeah. Those are the ones the track didn't click together. It had little pins to hold them yes, together. Yes, and had little steering wheels yep. to do the speed. Yep. And I'm sure they're worth lots of money. You know, they have to be mint in the box to be worth a lot of money. Okay. Certain cars are worth a lot of money, but overall a set isn't worth a ton. You can buy a set. Okay. Well, I sold them for Hot Wheels back in the day, so. Which is fine. Yes. Yeah. Before opioids and stuff now. Yeah. <laughs> Which you're not selling Hot Wheels for. No, <laughs> no, no, no. There's no connection anymore. <laughs> anyway, uh, we could talk all night about Hot Wheels, but yes, sorry. Um, I kind of wanted to move on to some other deck guest stuff. Do you collect any other brands at all, specifically, or you just collect things you like and Hot Wheels cars? Things I like. Um, I have that whole collection. So that was the thing. So Hot Wheels. He's saying that whole collection while he's pointing on the table. So uh, we well, have an M, the M2 Japanese cars. The M2 Japanese cars. Yep. Again, um, I think my work with Miatas has given me a new appreciation of um, Japanese cars. And again, growing up through the 80s and the old Corollas and the old Supras and the old mm-hmm, mm-hmm. cars that, again, when I was younger... And I hope this is, isn't um, off topic, but the uh, <clears throat> tie in there. I went to school in Southbridge, Mass. Mm-hmm. The inner city had a large. Um, oh, there's no question. Back in the 80s and into the 90s, it was a very uh, a, a Puerto Rican. Okay, I didn't know uh, if I could use that word. That's not a slur. It's a, it's a culture. Right. It was a very cultural thing that a lot of the Puerto Ricans had rotary cars and Corollas, yes. and that was their thing. That was their it still is. It still is a thing it today. Is. And, they, and they did. Um, they were the first ones to sort of lower them, and they were the first ones to kind rotary of, swaps and big cars. Rotary swaps. And, okay. Yeah, bridge so, porting. Yeah, that was also the time of break dancing. Which I got into because I was more. I didn't awesome. drive back then. I would like to see their video of a young Jim Fairquist breakdancing. Cameras back then. Sure, he did. They're just huge, and you put them on your shoulder. I, <laughs> yes. Um, well, you'd like um, if there is a Radwood East, you'd like that very much. Radwood yes. car show. Yeah. Did you see I, the Radwood car show that we went to? Did you hear about that? You didn't was, go this year. Oh, we did. No, we, did. we did. We went yeah. to Los Angeles. Yeah. yeah, in December. Oh, okay. So it's a car show for cars from 1980 to 1999. Oh, and, yeah, they yeah, had, yeah, yeah, and they yeah, had, yeah, and they had BMXing, and they had BMX all period landing, music, yeah. and oh, everybody, dress. everybody was dressed in period. <laughs> yes, yeah. I remember you did so. a show about that. Oh yeah, we yeah, definitely yeah. did because yeah, we yeah. flew out to California. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's it's a blast. So uh, hopefully there's an East Coast one, and we'd like to get some brick dancing involved next year. I think they're already talking yeah. about so, so. just popping luck. Yeah, I like to I like to see you at your current age do some brick dancing <laughs> too. Um, yeah. <laughs> Get out there in that Literally, same outfit, your, yeah. bu- your button-down plaid shirt with your beard and your... There would uh, definitely be uh, <laughs> a lot of breaking going on, but... Yeah. <laughs> the dancing wouldn't be what was yes, breaking. probably my ankles. So anyway, so you, have, so you do collect some other things. I do. Um, well, not only cars. Uh, I did get into to figures a little bit, too, back in the day, but I know that's not what we're talking about. But I literally know nothing about that stuff. Right, good. Yeah. So we won't go there. No, that's not that's not, that's not a podcast. But um, it's basically now um, what I like because my collection, like I, I still, if I'll find it, some nice, uh, I like Mopar's uh, mm-hmm. muscle car. Oh, I still have muscle car stuff too. Yeah. So it has I, to be the right one. <clears throat> I'm sorry? But it has to be the right one. Right. But. So I like uh, some of the Johnny Lightnings. Mm-hmm. Um, they just came back. Um, yeah, with a vengeance. With a vengeance, which yep. is nice. And their quality is good. 
it's gone way up. That's actually, I have a Johnny Lightning here. I'm going to pass over. It's the AMX. AMX and like Go Mango, I think they call the color. So that's one of the recent released Johnny Lightnings. I'll put pictures of all the cars we talk about um, on the um, Why don't you Instagram set them page? up? Uh, that'll be our episode picture on the table. Okay. Sure. Do that. Look at that. Gorgeous. Uh, now, neat. I think that the Johnny Lightnings have stepped up their game because the M2s have gotten so nice. Auto World as well. That's what I mean. Be, Auto World has gotten so nice. Right. Auto World is the only brand that rivals close to the Tomica stuff, which is now... To go back, Tomica is a Japanese version of Hot Wheels. Right. Um, but they have a limited vintage range, they call it, which is extra high detail. They're like $25 yeah, a piece. Which They're a little expensive. For a 64th scale. For a Hot Wheels size car. Yeah. They're a little expensive. Um, I'll slowly go through my box over here. So the Johnny Lightning cars are really nice now. They still have one problem. The tires are too big. On all of them. Sure. But... Their detailing is great. When you compare them to an Auto World car, which has proper size tires. <laughs> yes. I have one of each with me. I brought them just to, you know, to go over. So that You're is... You're giving these out to guests? Nope. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, you can check his pockets before you leave. Yeah. <laughs> so but that I is can, an Auto... I gave you a car. Yeah. <laughs> 99 cents. Um, that is definitely... Uh, that is an Auto World um, Dodge Dart. Oh, yeah. 68 Dodge Dart. You can see how much narrower the tires are. They're way more in scale. Right. Which I think well, the sidewall is taller, too. Yeah, which I think the Johnny Lightning has to do to step their game up a little bit. Yeah, I mean... But for, for a 699, you can't beat that car. Right. For for quality, for uh, fit and finish. I mean, they just... And I have Atomica Limited I mean, Vintage even, here. Even the tampos around all yeah. the uh, bright work there. Yep. These are definitely more scale than a Hot Wheels because doesn't a Hot Wheels have to, Hot Wheels fit, to fit the package in a, in a, it's yeah. to fit the package and in, in the track that's why they call they call the Hot right. yeah, not the, always in the track yeah no. they call the Hot Wheels cars um, they're not 164 scale they're Hot Wheels scale they're 3 inch scale okay they say they're, they all they average out to about 3 inches a car so if you do a model of a Cadillac, 59 Cadillac and a model of a oh, S2000 yes. they can't be the same scale because they both have to fit in a 3 inch package and that package. sucks because the Cadillac like it's so narrow it's tiny. because it has to yeah. be right, and it's it's rod. So that's Atomica Limited Vintage, which are obviously very nice cars. And how much uh, is this um, one? Those are depends on the car. They're anywhere from fifteen to forty five dollars. Um, that one was probably about sixteen bucks, I think. The sixty fourth scale is definitely rivaling one forty third. They're coming up right which now. If one forty third has been rivaling one eighteenth and one twenty fourth for a while. Actually, one twenty fourth diecast has never really been as nice as the other scales. There's been like well, the Franklin mints. Franklin mints stuff were really good. But thirteen twenty, I had actually. Uh, a lot they did. Of funny th- so cars they, had, they had a few. They had a few that were here and there. In the, in overall, one twenty fourth scales are more of a toy scale okay. than a model car scale. When your initials are on the back, I mean, that's are those your initials? Like, yeah, that's funny. I'd say um, the one I handed him is an FJ45 or 50. It's the one they call the Pig Nose Land Cruiser. Huh. Yep. And it's done up in the uh, Japanese Auto Federation livery, which is the uh, Japanese version of AAA. Hmm. So Weird. Those are really, really nice, though. Those I are really nice. I think I've seen those in every Godzilla film. Yes. So as a comparison... This size. Yes, <laughs> exactly. So as a comparison, this is an original Tomica... Now, see, um, before the Tomica Limited Vintage. Had I known that, I would have brought my original. I have a lot of vintage original Tomicas. Do you? Yes. Um, so that, was a, that one <laughs> is brand, a that Toyota one. Corona, which is a car that... The problem with Tomicas here is they never sold very well because they were all of Japanese domestic market cars that weren't sold here or weren't popular here. They did sell Coronas here, but they weren't popular. 
So people around here wouldn't buy that over a Hot Wheels car because nope. they wanted a 68 Camaro. They didn't want a 72 Corona. Absolutely. So they're rare to find now, and when you find them now, they're fairly pricey for what they are. But they're more detailed than Hot Wheels guys, I think. Absolutely. They just had better casting as well. Like Hot Wheels wouldn't have the door lines. They wouldn't yep. have the body lines. They wouldn't have... Uh... Now, there's some other weird brands here and there. This is a... Um, I have to actually look. I don't remember the brand name. Oh, uh, Kyosho. One sixty fourth scale, which is that's my Celica. I have a few Kyoshos. They didn't uh, sell them as completely. They sold them as kits. That was a kit I had to put together hmm. for licensing issues. It's weird when you see that versus the. I can see the Hot Wheels one is sitting on the shelf, like it's. Oh yeah, completely different to yeah. scale. Yeah. Like yeah. This well, is... that one's two scale, and the Hot Wheels one is to Hot Wheels scale. Yeah, right. That's why. Maybe I'm thinking I have Atomica, BRG, uh, Miata. I forget. It's got the box at home. I thought. I think it's Kyosho. It was a Kyosho. Kyosho, I have 118th scale. Yep. They okay. do really nice 118th. All right. So it was the 118th then. Well, the Kyosho did, and the 164th, they did. They call it the, the Dido series, D Y D O. Uh, and they all came as kits to build up for some kind of weird licensing issue. Yeah, so that came in pieces and it did put together. Very so nice. Those are very nice. And now, my new obsession, which I shouldn't have bought any of, but I bought a couple of. Barbie? Uh, no, these are called Tarmac Works. Um, they're mostly modern cars. Did you get that off Larmy? Uh, They've advertised them Yeah, there. okay. Um, but oh, I, yeah, yeah, they did. And I... So I have here... Just look through that. I've not seen one in person. Which is the Mitsubishi Lancer Evolution X in the Rally Art livery. Whereas those are expensive. Look at those wheels. That's... Yeah. So I'll put a picture of that up as well. I mean, that looks as good as the Aoshima 124th kit. Yeah. That, is sitting that 100%. I put together. The detail on that is ridiculous. Including the defroster lines defroster in the window. Lines. Yeah. And the little roof there's, there's mirror, the, the mirrors, there's, there's right. actually there reflective. There's actually uh, mirrors in there. There's actually reflective mirror faces. Like it's and the lights are multiple All separate piece, pieces. Uh, yeah. So they cost a lot more money. How much, um, Brad? Well, they they retail about $17 or $18. That's insane. Um, I mean. For what you're getting. It's a lot of money for a 164 scale car. For what you're getting. Look at the interior. Does it has the um, belts and everything on the seats as well? The race cars do. Okay, uh, I'm not sure if that does. I didn't notice. No, it's just it does have two different color seats. So yeah, the race cars have multi piece. Uh, like I have, I haven't got received yet. I would have brought it. I bought a race car. It does yeah. have door cards and it has. So. It actually has um, separate pieces for the seat belts. Yeah, and a Hot Wheels size car. So they, they retail for about 17 bucks a piece. The problem is, by the time you get one here in this country, you've paid five to eight dollars for shipping for it. So the only way to buy them is to buy them in bulk. Hmm. So there is a U.S. seller um, uh, who I actually will plug because he's a really nice guy. Uh, he goes on eBay by the name Surplus Goodies. Yes. Um, he has a lot of different diecasts, but he's the exclusive Tarmac Works distributor in the United States. Um, hmm. And his shipping is more reasonable because he'll ship. It's like $5 for the first one and then $1 for each additional car. Have these hit eBay in a way that makes them a little bit more affordable, or they're still that's how that's that's how you're going to get okay. Them. So he sells them for twenty dollars a piece, but then like I said, he's five dollars shipping for the first car, and then a dollar for every car after that. Gotcha, gotcha. So I mean, by the time you bought five of them, he spent a hundred dollars in toy cars. So it gets <laughs> that's it's a little excessive. Um, I don't have a bunch of them because like I need tires for my truck and like right. real life things. Yeah. So I have a few. Food. Yeah, but um, they're releasing four or five new ones every month. 
whether it be new liveries on them or new cars altogether. In fact, next month, uh, this month, it's February now, right? Mm-hmm. So next week, the Evo 5 comes out hmm. in Tommy McEnany livery, hmm. which might be something you might want to pick up. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew's eyebrows just raised. Yes, they did. You know, I, I was just thinking, like, I was always into micro scenes more than anything else for That's a reason. No, nope, I was never. I had them. I really liked them. I didn't like them. And I, I would always get them as gifts for, like, birthdays and Christmas and stuff. So, and how, I, many, I, how many did you have? I had a bunch. Probably, like, you know, 50 to 100. I will tell you that I've saved all of my childhood toys except for my micro machines I gave to my nephew. I definitely have them. I don't. They might be down here. They might. They might be in the secret thing that's sitting up there. The gasoline thing. I like the gasoline thing. By yeah. the way, yeah. I was looking at it at first, and then I was like, "Is that a car case?" It is for micro machines. Micro machine car case. Yeah. yeah. And then I think I had more Matchbox than anything else too. So anyway, I think we probably bored the audience with diecast talk enough for the evening. Yeah, we can All wrap right, this well. up. Um. So. Uh, We've got some T-shirts for sale on our Teespring store. We do. T-shirts, t-shirts sweatshirts, sweatshirts, and, and mug. mugs. Uh, so if you want to check those out, I think you just go to Teespring. You just search out off top. It'll come up. Yep. Well, there's a link on our Facebook page. Yes. It's posted. It's the top post on our Facebook page. Um, what else? If you, We've been getting messages for people to send them stickers. I've been sending yes. out stickers yeah, here and there. Out. Yep. Uh, we've got some of the... Uh, coloring contest, contest stuff prizes out. have gone out. Yep, so uh, I'm going to send out the rest. Um, anyways, that's about it. You can follow the podcast at Auto Off Topic uh, on Instagram, Auto Off Topic Podcast on Facebook. I am Race and Anger on Instagram. Uh, Jim, do you have anything you want to, any social media or anything you want to plug? Or uh, 91 Roadster on Instagram. And right. that's just uh, some. Sort of pictures of the Jeep uh, when so it's running, can. and I haven't posted the picture of it uh, overheating, but more just wintry. We were thinking about sharing that as our uh, episode <laughs> picture, <laughs> but prior to Die Cast Car, we could do either. Um, and uh, some older pictures of the uh, my first British Racing Green Miata, which, uh, if anybody has any questions about that, I'd be more than happy to. Uh, Answer. The man loves talking Miatas. He does. Shoot, shoot him a message. Totally, totally. totally. He loves hanging out Miata people, not in a weird way. <laughs> Thank you for that caveat. Yes, um, talking Miatas, talking cars, just uh, in general, it's uh, it's a lot of fun. That's why we're all here. Mm-hmm. And Brad, where I can find you? T S I S S three five zero, which I'm thinking about changing. What does that stand for, by the way? Uh, well, <laughs> if you go back to the really early episodes, I do explain what it is. Uh, it was my internet screen name back in the day, and the two cars that I owned at the time were my Eagle Allen TSI and my Camaro SS350. Gotcha, guys. Gotcha. So it was just TSI SS350 because it wasn't a time when you thought you were going to be meeting all these people, and you had to like, oh, what's your <laughs> name on such and such a forum? Oh, um, 91 Roadster. Like, right, oh, um, right, right. TSI SS350. Like, so it doesn't, you know. Because every time I try to look up some of your stuff on the search thing, I'm like, what, it's TIS something? T- TSI, so. Yeah. SS350. So now you remember it probably, so though. So would you be like Brad Marrow or something? I don't know what I'd be, but I did later on, and later on, on later forums that I joined, I usually just joined up with the username Brad D. See, now that would be good. It was simple. And I'm sure that's available. It's available on most of them, but mm-hmm. the extra D. I don't think that would be available on Instagram. 
Likely not. No. Yeah. Do uh, Brad D of Auto Off Topic or something, or I don't know. Or Brad D TSI SS350. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, you just keep it in there. Cause Brad D underscore. Well, yeah. Well, hey, listen. Now, now that is my Instagram identity. And if I just change it wholesale to Brad D, you'd be like, who the hell is this Brad D? Delete follow. So I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, you can find me on Instagram by searching the hashtag Vintage Mitsubishi. Hey, oh, yes. Because yeah. you can follow hashtags now. Yes. Yes. And um, on MazdaRoadster.net, I'm, uh, my car was called Wasabi. So it was a green Miata. because it was a green Miata, yeah. oh. and um, you can even search that if you did Wasabi Miata in Google, you'll probably get all lots, stuff about you. Lots yeah. of pictures um, for the build and all that stuff as well. So feel free. Cool, excellent. That well, should be it for the evening. Thanks for joining us, Jim. Thank you, Brad. Yeah, had a lot and of fun talking. As about you. always, keep cars analog and aim for the roses. Can't forget that. That's everybody's favorite. Now. <laughs> 